Welcome to the Do Life and a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, ladies? Today, we're going to talk about how our environment is sort of screwing us over when it comes to our health, both physically and mentally. So maybe you're familiar with the terms ancestral health, um, paleo. There's a few different models out there um, for health and longevity that are all like around this idea that we are not currently living in an environment that's super healthy for us. I mean, that's essentially the gist of that, right? And while I don't believe in every single dogma that's attached to some of these diets and things like that, um, the ancestral health model makes a lot of sense to me. And so the whole concept that like we are living in a genetic mismatch with our current environment, I, I don't think that there's anybody that can argue against that at this point. Like, let's dive into a few different areas where this, I think, is applicable. And then we can talk about, like, what what would you do about that, right? And, like, why does this even matter? Well, why it matters is because this is probably why we're all so unhealthy, right? Like, our food landscape has totally changed. Our movement practices, even our socialization is totally different than how it always has been, for all of humanity. And so now if we want to be healthy, we have to like really put some thought into it, right? You don't just like accidentally live a healthy lifestyle anymore. All of our modern diseases are all have this like inflammatory basis and it's all from lifestyle essentially. Now, of course, there are some things that people just get that have nothing to do with their lifestyle, right? But as a general rule of thumb, most of the stuff that I even saw coming in through the emergency department was an emergency right now, but that had been brewing for like 30, 40, 50 years of the way that we're living. And some of this is unavoidable. So let me just throw that out there right now. You can't control every single thing about your environment and you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're trying. But understanding where there is a mismatch between what our body needs and what our mind needs and what is just by default being provided by our environment, it can help you not only hack that, but understanding what you're up against. Um, Because some of this really isn't even our fault and we beat ourselves up about it. And so let's dive into a few things here. So number one, obviously the food, right? So there is this whole concept of hyperpalability. Maybe you guys have heard about this, but essentially food that tastes insanely good. Like your brain has an off switch for natural food. You're never probably going to eat too much like broccoli and chicken. You'll just like get full and you'll stop eating it. But I'll Hulk smash a bag of Doritos, the whole thing. And I could totally turn around and then have a candy bar. Why? Those foods are hyper palatable. They aren't from nature. They have flavors all over them and salt and fat and carbs and all the things put together just strategically so that there's no off switch and you just want more and more and more, right? And so the food industry actually hires 
scientists who study this. Like, well, what if we put salty and sweet together? Oh yeah, people eat way too much of that. Perfect, let's do that. Um, the food industry has even bragged about this for years. Remember, was it Pringles? Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, you're right. Once I open that can, I can't stop. I'm just going to eat it all. But you're not going to like probably overeat a little bowl of strawberries. I mean, you might, but probably not to the same extent, right? And so we live in this world of processed foods. Please keep in mind that as I am speaking about this, I am not shaming all processed foods and all people who eat processed foods. I just had a protein shake. Guess what? That's a processed food. Um, I'm probably going to have a piece of my Lily's dark chocolate bar tonight. And that's a processed food, like whatever. And sometimes we need convenience foods, but they're everywhere, right? And food is so abundant. We don't go through this natural phase anymore of like feast and famine. Like we would have like pre-industrial agriculture. Now we have food everywhere. Um, It's almost like we're being punished for our ingenuity and our success as a race of of the human race, right? Like food is everywhere. You don't have to move around to find it. You just like hit the Uber Eats app and food just like magically shows up. So before we would have to exert energy in order to acquire food and the food that we did acquire would have been full of vitamins and minerals and fiber and flavonoids and all these antioxidants, right? And it wouldn't have had a bunch of synthetic flavors on them, which in and of themselves are probably not bad. I'm not telling you to be be like afraid of chemicals, but it does make you want to eat them more. (laughs) So our food has just totally changed and it's everywhere. And if we're not intentional about what we're going to eat, we end up putting on weight. And then we end up with diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, strokes, all the things, right? And so we have to be intentional with our food. We know that, but we don't always understand the full picture of what's really going on behind the scenes. I don't think like, I don't think most people are aware or think about the fact that like Dorito and all of these companies have a whole team of people trying to figure out how to get us to overeat. Like it's a thing and they're winning because we're not paying attention to the fact that that's happening. So I'm not saying never have those foods. I have those foods, but I'm aware that somebody's getting paid a whole lot of money to get me to overeat it. And it almost makes me mad. So I only do it when I feel like I really, really want to, right? (laughs) You can pick and choose how often you want to do these things, but be aware of what's going on behind the scenes. Okay. And I think for me personally, as a stubborn human being who doesn't like to be controlled or manipulated, knowing that that's all going on actually helps me want to not have that stuff more often. I'm like, no, screw you. How dare you do this to me? I don't know. If you have that type of personality, maybe that'll help you out too. So then let's talk about movement real quick. So you guys already know, like we're all too sedentary and I get it now. The struggle is real for me since I left bedside nursing. And now I'm a health coach who sits on a computer all day. It's hard for me to get steps. I used to be like, who would bother counting steps? That doesn't make any sense because I was naturally getting 15,000 steps every day in the emergency room. I could look down at my Fitbit and be like, oh, I've taken 500 steps. I guess I better get up. 
like if you have a desk job, the struggle is real, right? Um, but again, we are made to move our bodies around, not to just sit and be so sedentary. And even to the point where like you can go to the gym and still be unhealthy because it's what one hour out of the day. And then like some people go crazy with workouts and they're like super, super vigorous. And that's debatably even good for you either. Like we don't need to be, and I'm not judging it because I love extreme workouts, but we don't have to be jumping around on boxes until we vomit and doing clean and jerks with a crap ton of weight. We don't have to do all those things to be healthy. We just got to be like moving around more. So maybe if you can find some like environment hacks for that, where it's like, you just at least get up and stand and stretch for a second, or you get up and you move around a little bit at your desk, like whatever it is that you got to do to like put more movement into your day because again, environmental mismatch, right? Like it's just not naturally going to happen for us. Then there's also the issue of like, even our circadian rhythm is out of whack. So your sleep cycle, your wake and sleep cycle, that's what I'm talking about when I say circadian rhythm. And I might not even say that, right? Some people call it Kirk. Anyways, I digress. So we don't go to bed and wake up with the sun, which is typically what would have happened. Right. And so now we have artificial light. And so we can stay up way later than we normally would think like if we had no light, if all you had was a candle and you had no tech, you'd go to bed because you'd be bored out of your mind. What would you possibly do? Plus your brain would start making melatonin when the sun goes down, like it's supposed to, um, all of these things, we would just sleep better. Plus if we're moving more and we're eating better, we sleep better. Nutritional deficiencies can actually lead to poor sleep. Like all of this stuff ties together, right? Anxiety is worse if we're sedentary moving around helps with anxiety, which helps with sleep. It's all related. So again, just even having access to artificial light, is affecting our sleep environmental mismatch. And then the last one that I want to talk about is socialization. Like we are innately like tribal people. Like we always had like some homies with us that we all like lived in a village and did everything together. And the old people helped take care of the young people and then vice versa. And like you, you had all of this social support. We don't have that now. Now I'm going to look, sound really crazy. I totally think that we should all go back to communal living. And I don't mean like you live on a commune where everybody's naked. I'm not saying that. I mean, like a compound, like there's property and you have whole families. Now, listen, I am not moving into my parents' house over my dead body. But what I'm saying is if you're all close together, like you're all like living on the same property type of thing. Am I really going to do this? No, but it makes a lot of sense, right? You guys are getting my full, weird, hippie Mickey vibes today. Um, But if everybody was around to help each other in some way, now we're outsourcing the care of our loved ones. And I'm not judging it and I'm not bringing it up to make anybody feel bad. I had to use childcare for my kids. I put my kids through public school. Um, I had a grandmother who was in a nursing home. Like I get that all of these things, that's how our society is right now. But we all used to have each other and took care of each other. And there was a lot more social support and we downplay the importance of this, I think, because like, it's a very American attitude that like, 
I can get the job done myself. I don't need anybody. I'm self-sufficient. I'm self-reliant. And even if those things are true about you, you still need social support for many, many reasons. This is how our brains work the best. Um, This is how our emotions are best is when we're around people. And I think the silver lining of COVID, it demonstrated that we don't actually do that well in isolation, even if we don't think that we're social creatures. That was very clearly demonstrated for us when people got put into isolation, right? We are not designed to live in isolation, clearly. Now, how much socialization you personally need varies probably from person to person, depending depending on your innate personality, but all humans need other humans. And we're all scattered now. You know, you graduate and you move away because of a job or whatever. And so families are all over the place. And then we don't have each other in these times of life where we need each other when we're old and when we're young and all of these things. The the middle-aged group is busy working their faces off to try to support themselves. And so our society in general is just kind of like in this place where it's great in many, many ways, like our technology is amazing. I love my smartphone. I'm not even going to lie about it. I ain't even going to act like I hate social media. I don't, I love the book of faces. Okay. And YouTube that you might be watching me on right now or my podcast or whatever. I love all of this tech and I love having an abundance of food. I don't want to be starving all the time, but I'm just saying like, we have to be aware of the fact that like this ancestrally ain't how humans were brought up. Okay. And so it's no wonder that we're not healthy and that we're not thriving mentally right now. There's a lot of anxiety and depression right now, even in people who had never experienced that before. There can be physical reasons for that. There can be social construct reasons for that, all kinds of reasons, right? But so like, why am I bringing all of this up today is just to kind of just bring it to light. And like, I think being aware and just putting some thought into how we want to set up our environment. What kind of boundaries do we want to put in place for ourselves and for our families to have the healthiest life that we can have? You don't have to live like a Quaker. You don't got to go off the grid. You can, if you want to, God bless you. I don't have that sort of self-control to do something like that. And I don't really have the desire to do something like that. But if you do, I applaud you. Um, Would I love to have a hobby farm or something and be totally self-sustainable? 100%. But since I've killed hostas two years in a row, I don't feel like that's probably in the cards for me. Um, (laughs) But what things can you do or do you want to do to try to mitigate some of this environmental mismatch that we have? Do we have to totally live like a cave people? No, probably not. But what can we do? Maybe it's we do dim the lights in the evening and unwind to try to get ourselves ready for bed. And we value sleep. Maybe it's building back some social connections. If you're in this really busy phase of life and you're very career focused, or you've been busy, like raising your own kids and relationships have kind of went to the back burner. Maybe that becomes a focus. Maybe just being aware that, Hey, when I eat these hyper palatable foods, no, There's nothing ethically wrong with you eating a Dorito, but like we don't have to call it a bad food. It's not bad. Um, It just may not be getting you to the goals that you want to get to and being aware that there's some little mad scientists behind the scenes making us overeat these things. 
now you know. And so you can maybe portion something out like, oh, I don't really have that grade of self-control if I have the whole bag in front of me. So I'm going to portion this out. There's just little things that we can start to kind of put into our daily living that can make a big change for our bodies and for our minds over time. These little tiny things can truly add up. And so I just wanted to like bring up this topic, see if this is something you guys have heard of. Have you heard the terms? ancestral health? Have you turned heard the term like environmental mismatch? Like are these things that are being talked about or is it just in the circles that I run in? Or are these ideas becoming mainstream? I don't really have any idea. So <laughs> reach out, let me know. Is this something you are already aware of? Or are you like, what are you talking about with this hyperpalatable foods? I've never heard this and this is crazy. Um, if this is your first time hearing any of this and you want to like nerd out a little bit more, reach out and I'll send you in the right direction of some resources. Um, some people who kind of like talk in these terms and in different ways that we can kind of hack our environment to make it a little bit more conducive to healthy living. Um, because you guys know that I am not all about totally abstaining from all of the healthy or sorry, unhealthy food and never having wine and like never staying up late and watching Netflix. No, sometimes I stay up late and watch Netflix and I have no guilt or shame about it, but here's the deal. What do we want for our bodies that are going to carry us through this whole entire life that we have? We get one body. So we got to do like some things here and there to give our body a boost and make it feel a little bit better. Right. So how does this one sit with you guys? What areas do you think you could get the biggest bang for your buck on making some changes? Right. Because we're not going to change everything all at once. Like when I'm coaching women through this stuff, because we actually do talk a lot about this kind of thing in my Keep It Off Academy, um, because weight loss is really about having a healthy body and the weight stays off. Right. So when we're working through this, it's not, hey, let's change every single thing about who you are all at once and you have to be a total zealot and be paranoid about all of these things. It's just, well, what things could we change that are going to have the biggest impact for us? That's kind of how I look at it for myself and for my clients. So don't feel so overwhelmed like, oh my gosh, I got to go change my sleep and I got to change my movement patterns and I got to change my food and all these things and I got to put grandma in the backyard. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> just little changes here and there. Let me know how this one sits with you. I'm super excited to hear um, if this is a new topic for you or not, and what things you think you could start changing today to lead to lasting change down the road. Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 